Welcome to the ICANN Podcast, the podcast of the Indiana Catholic Conference. The Indiana Catholic Conference is the official public policy voice of the Catholic bishops of Indiana. Welcome back to the ICANN Podcast. This is Alexander, and Angela is not able to join us this week, but we'll be talking, I'll be talking, about the state budget and where we got from last week talking about the areas that we wanted to see in the budget and what ultimately has appeared in the budget. And as of the of the recording of this podcast, the final budget has not yet passed, um, but perhaps in a few hours here, the final version will be done. But the the elements that I'm talking about today most likely are going to be in that final past version of the budget. First of all, we've since the beginning of the session, we've been talking about this mental health crisis infrastructure that appeared in Senate Bill 1, and the question was always how much would that bill be funded? The recommendation from the Behavioral Health Commission was about $130 million per year, and we ended up with not $130 million. We ended up at $50 million a year. At first, we were pretty concerned that um, when the Senate released their version of the budget, it was only at $30 million a year, um, which was definitely nowhere close to that $130 million per year. Um, but the, the $50 million was a slight improvement, but still not even half of what was requested. Um, so ultimately, we would have liked to have seen a greater funding for this mental health crisis infrastructure. We realize how uh, immensely uh, popular this um, the bill was this year. How much uh, how much effort there's being put into establishing a uh, really robust system for responding to crisis mental health scenarios. Uh, so we're we're hopeful that 50 million will will go a long way in uh, addressing mental health crisis needs. Uh, unfortunately, we don't think that that's going to be enough, um, but we're hoping that it, it, it does have a positive impact. One of the biggest elements of the budget uh, that we are excited about is the school choice expansion uh, for the school choice scholarship program. And this is something that we've been working on since the beginning of the session. Uh, you may recall, if you follow our work back in, in the 2021 session, there was also an expansion that, that year of up to a certain percentage um, of income for free and reduced lunch. Uh, this The same metric is used in this case, but the legislators took that up to 400% of free and re- reduced lunch. Um, which means that uh, uh, over $200,000 um, annual income cap for a family of four. And what that practically looks like now is only 3.5% of school-age children in Indiana wouldn't qualify for this choice scholarship program. So it's what we're calling near-universal school choice, and nearly anybody uh, in the state of Indiana, could now qualify under the income uh, caps at this point. And just as a refresher for those of you who may not know, um, this scholarship, the Choice Scholarship, would allow students to go to uh, a, a, a non-public school 
with 90% uh, scholarship of, of what that student would have, uh, what it would have cost for that student to go to a public school. Um, it, so ultimately, it's, it gives parents a greater choice and the best educational fit for their children. Another thing that the budget does is it eliminates the pathways into this program. So prior to this budget, what you had was a number of different paths uh, in order to qualify. One of those um, being if a student lived in a uh, in a failing letter grade district, school district. Um, that's just one example of one of the pathways. Um, but now that the pathways are eliminated, it makes entry into the program much smoother. Also going to talk about conservation in the budget. It's something that we've been talking about. Uh, the asks that we echoed were $25 million for land conservation and $50 million for trails. Uh, and it looks like the budget contains $10 million for land conservation and $30 million for trails. So again, not quite what we were hoping for, but um, we were happy to see some investment in those areas. Uh, also, along the same lines, we have the earned income tax credit, which during the session we had House Bill 1290, which expanded the, uh, the amounts and the income eligibility for the earned income tax credit program. This is the state one because there's also a federal one. Um, and another big thing that that House Bill 1290 would have done was couple the earned income tax credit, the state one, with the federal one. Um, in, in effect, that would, ha that would mean better treatment for foster parents, for married couples, and for parents with more than two children, uh, for those who are receiving this earned income tax credit. And ultimately, in this budget, there wasn't an expansion of the amount or the, the income requirements. Um, but there was this coupling with the federal earned income tax credit. So we were happy to see that. I think it's a big step uh, for saying that, that fam for families who qualify for this, married couples shouldn't face the penalty. Foster, fam foster parents um, shouldn't have any penalties, right? Um, and same with parents for more than, with more than two children. Um, last couple elements of the budget here, we have uh, real alternatives which is the also known as pregnancy and parenting support. Um, this is the grant program that uh, places like Women's Care Center or other pregnancy resource centers can apply for. Um, this was funded at $7 million for the for the two-year period of the budget, which we were happy to see. Um, and another area is that food bank funding was doubled uh, in comparison to the last budget. So we're also happy to see that given the great, greatly increased need uh, for, for both of the last two I mentioned. One for an increased need for supporting women and families in need with material assistance, with counseling, with uh, ultrasounds, uh, just pregnancy support as a whole. We recognize how important that is and then um for the the food insecure hoosiers living in our state um, we recognize that they need um, more help than ever especially with inflation rising inflation and the increasing in the pr prices of food 
food banks have seen an incredible increase in their, uh, the number of people they serve. And so we're really happy to see that doubling of funding for food banks. So this is where the, the budget stands. Um, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, we're waiting to see what um, the final votes will be. But most likely we're very close. Um, to, you know, the, the budget as it stands is very close to what will ultimately be passed. Um, and we should have another podcast for you next week with a final wrap up of um, some of the other bills that we've been following and, and where those have ended up at just a, kind of a final summary. And I won't talk about all of these um, budget elements quite as much next week, but um, we ask for your prayers and your support. At this point, most of the work on the budget is done behind the scenes. And, um, you know, a lot of the work has already been been done at this point and it's the final negotiations amongst legislators that will bring us this final um, budget by what uh, we would call the the biennial budget two-year budget um, so again we ask for your prayers your support as we uh, near the end of this 2023 session it's been uh, overall a a pretty good session and as as usual with the um, the priorities of our state Catholic conference. We have a mixture of, uh, of results, some good and some bad. But ultimately, we pray that uh, you know, our, our participation has been fruitful and our presence down at the state house has been uh, good for legislators and for advancing a, uh, the, you know, the church's voice in, uh, in our state politics. The final thing I want to talk about is some numbers from our uh, from our ICANN network, and we had almost 250 new members register this year, just for this 2023 session from January to uh, to today, and those uh, of our total number of, of ICANN members, we had almost 500 messages sent over the course of the session to legislators, to the governor. Uh, so we are pretty excited that, that our network continues to grow. And I can't emphasize enough how important you sharing about the Indiana Catholic Conference and our work with others uh, in your community, how important that is to us, because being only two of us here in Indianapolis working on behalf of the church at the state house, it takes many, many uh, voices to amplify what we're doing, and then especially spreading the word amongst um, Catholic parishes and communities around the state. We want to be a trusted source of information for what's going on down at the state house, and we can't really serve in that role if people don't know about us. And and so for anyone who's listening to this, we thank you for tuning in, uh, for praying for us, for praying with us um, that the common good would be advanced at the state house. And uh, we ask that you continue to pray. And we will see you next week for a final podcast episode before we're done for the session. And then you'll continue to hear from us occasionally as we, um, as we plan, as we prepare, as we form ourselves uh, over the course of the summer 
into the fall and winter and ultimately the session the following year. Thank you so much. God bless.